Hey, Jordan, you want to hear a fun fact? Uh, sure. Caffeine involved in a coffee bean with some of the greatest antioxidants on the planet. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Let, let, let me cut you off right there. I wasn't done. You see, green tea, another great source of caffeine, evolved with an entirely different set of antioxidants as well. Is this another brain fuel ad? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, I mean, well, in that case, brain fuel takes the best of both worlds without the roast or heat that may reduce potency and increase toxicity. It support, it's supportive blends of fuels, antioxidants, and brain-boosting additives create a new paradigm for the effective delivery of caffeine. Not to mention, it is the best-tasting drink I've personally had in a while. To support the heroes who push society forward, challenge the status quo, and initiate a better tomorrow by providing them with the fuel to actualize their best self. If you want to help support our podcast and try Brain Fuel, use code DOME for 20% off your order at BrainFuel.com. That's code DOME, all caps, D-O-M-E, at BrainFuel.com, B-R-E-I-N-F-U-E-L.com for 20% off your order. Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. I'm here uh, with my very spe- with uh, my picks co-host Adam Pearl. We're doing Week Ten. This episode is brought to you by Brain Fuel, the best energy drink out there. Um, week Ten is finally here, Adam. Let's uh, let's get right to it. We're in the double digits. Um, you know, going way uh, way faster than anticipated, but. That's how the year goes, Matt. It's, it's one of the longest. I tell people this all the time with NFL seasons. It's the longest season ever uh, for any sport, yet it goes by the quickest. Yeah, that's facts. It really is. I mean, yeah, it's week 10, but thankfully there's an extra week, uh, week 18. So, But it is gone by very fast. And the, I got to tell you, not a fan of the card this week, considering four teams are on a bye, and it's always tough, like how last week was very tough. Yeah. It's, last week, six teams were on a bye. This week's four, but it's still kind of – I don't like the card this week, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but, you know, I feel like last week didn't think it was going to be great. It turned out to be a lot of good games. So, um, you know, any given Sunday. Absolutely. Um, as words of the f- fake uh, coach Tony D'Amato – Absolutely. From any given Sunday, which I've talked about. Uh, so uh, let's get right into these picks. Uh, let's start off with the 830 a.m. game, the Munich game. First time in, in NFL history, there is a, a broad game in Munich, Germany. Uh, there's one in Canada. There's one in France, I believe. And there's obviously one of the London games, which we've had this year. Mm-hmm. This is the Seahawks at the Bucks. The Bucs are minus two and a half. They are technically the home team in this case. Tom Brady is 3-0 and in abroad games throughout his entire career. And Pete Carroll's had a very good history of abroad games as well. It's really a neutral site game. Any, I really don't love betting on this, but I got to tell you, I do have an idea of who I have for this one. Uh, for my blog, I posted. Um, but anyways, to you first, who do you got in this one? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, and it's always kind of tough where there's really no home team, no real advantage. You know, who's less jet lagged uh, is the question here. But um, I, I got the Seahawks in kind of a low scoring game. Um, 
I'm going to go against Tom here. I'm going to go against Tampa. I just feel like I've, I've liked what I've seen from the Seahawks. You know, I've waited and waited and waited for them to kind of falter, um, but they've yet to. And the Bucks are just kind of, it's not it over there. Um, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, excuse me. On my fantasy team has been absolutely dog trash the past few weeks. He's getting out. He's like the lowest. Out white. It's he's, tough. Yeah. It's tough. So um, I got Seahawks winning 23-20. I need to see more from the Bucs before I could take them. And the Seahawks have been just rolling the season. So Wait, 23-20 Seahawks. Yep. Uh, I am with you on this one. I'm actually going to take my feel good team of the year, the Seattle Seahawks. I think they are a, they're a legit contender because for a number of reasons, one, they, on the, 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 every game they've won the last, they've been on a hot streak. They've won, uh, four out of five, I believe. And they are winning because, uh, they've been blowing out teams and winning by at least double digits in every one of their games. Mm-hmm. They're playing really good defense and on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're a juggernaut right now. Kenneth Walker jr. This guy's a shoe in. Let's just give him the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he's been unreal. It may have been close before Brees hall had the torn ACL obviously, but at this point, not going to work for Brees hall, but at this point, Kenneth Walker, the third is the clear cut offensive rookie of the year, leading all rookies in every category rushing related uh, and Geno Smith, I mean, people wrote him off before the year and he hasn't written back. I mean, he has the best, he has the third best touchdown interception ratio in the league. He's number one, in the league in completion percentage. He's number one in the league in passer rating. And this team has been firing on all cylinders. They just came off a big win over their arch rival, the Arizona Cardinals last week after Geno had that pick six. He marched down the field to beat your man Kyler Murray, and they yeah. are, and they are looking like the real thing. Tyler Lockett's been playing well of late, had a touchdown in back-to-back games. DK Metcalf has been playing very well despite a patellar tendon he's had. They are on the upswing. Tampa Bay, like you said, they have not, even though they beat the Rams, which was kind of a good, great comeback win for Tom Brady. They've not looked good. Let's just call it how it is. They've not. Their offense is more so of just quick little short crossing routes. They're digging and dunking. And they're. you told me about Leonard Fournette. He's been bad this year. I mean, he started off good in the beginning, but then he's the lowest ranked um, starting rusher. And there's a reason why Rashad White is taking over the place of Leonard Fournette. And the Bucs can't run the ball like they did like when Leonard Fournette was still good and they just haven't been able to do that this year. I'm looking at the stats right now of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the 32 teams in the league. They are like sort of middle of the pack as far as rushing yards. So they've kind of dipped. No, actually they're last. (laughs) Sorry. They're last in the league in rushing. They don't know why I said middle of the pack, but they're last in the league in total rushing yards. They are just not playing very well right now. Seattle is a younger, they're a healthier team. And I love Seattle in this one and the over. I'm going to say 30 to 31 23 Seattle. I like it. The next game on the list 
is uh let's see this one is the Vikings at the Bills. The Bills are three point favorites. Before we get into this game, let's just clear up the air here regarding the elephant in the room, which is Josh Allen. So he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. He was listed as a limited participant on Friday. And I'm just going through the notes that um that I just found. Let me see if I can pull up the notes here regarding Josh Allen. So it's an interesting thing that I think we need to discuss um, in regards to bet to this pick. So the Minnesota Buffalo, since the opening of the week 10 lines, it went from Buffalo's nine point favorites to minus three and a half, a five and a half point swing. Obviously it's Josh Allen related. Mm-hmm. Now I'm very conflicted on like how we should do this with the whole Josh Allen situation Let's just assume because he's tough, he is going to play because he's limited. But what do you think? You think we should just do like limited participant? I mean, if he's playing, if, if he's limited, you think we should assume he's playing because he's. Yeah. I don't know if like they're going to be switching off quarterbacks, you know, too much. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm making my pick as if he's playing. So um, let's, yeah, I, I agree on that. I just wanted to go through this um let's go through assuming that josh allen is playing because even the so even if he's limited let's let's stick with the josh allen thing so let's just say josh allen is playing who do you got in this one i think it's going to be a, a tough ball game i mean these vikings have been a damn good team uh they've Six in a row week in week out this Bills team obviously coming off a tough loss versus the Jets. Very, very surprising. Uh, the Jets could be legit. Um, however, I'm going to take the Bills here. I think the Vikings um, could put up a fight. I think it could be high scoring back and forth. That's why um, my score is 31-27. Four-point game. Higher scoring um, than anticipated. But... Uh, if Josh Allen's playing, I don't see him losing, but I also see uh I also see the Vikings putting up a good fight here. So 31-27. 31-27 Buffalo. I gotta tell you, I'm staying away from this game personally. If I'm g- gonna look at bets, I'm not going to bet on this because of the Josh Allen thing. So I'm just going to assume he's going to play. But if you have like a UCL on your throwing arm, can you imagine how painful it's going to be throwing it? It's horrible. You saw at the end of that Jets game, he was not as himself in the end in the fourth quarter. No. I mean, he still put up numbers, but it's but towards the end, even he said he played terrible. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that he's on the list, he's Sean McDermott said it's an hour-to-hour basis that they have to monitor. I'm just going to assume because he's the toughest quarterbacks in the league, I'm going to assume he's going to play. But I have this as a very low-scoring game. But in the end, I'm just – because he's playing and because he's limited, it's been – I don't think he's going to be that full Josh Allen. And I think Minnesota has a solid enough defense to where they can limit the run game. And if they can make Josh Allen, like, try to beat him with this banged up elbow. I'm going to say it's a close one. I'm going to take the upset in this one. I'm going with Minnesota in this one. I'm going to say it's a low scoring game. And I think they're going to run the ball. 
on the on the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to try to play keep away. And if Josh Allen is playing, they are going to load up the box for their running back, Devin Singletary, and they're going to limit big plays down the field, obviously because of Allen's disability. So in the end, I'm going to say it's a low-scoring game, time of possession, Minnesota wins, 23, sorry, no, 24-21 Minnesota. But I am not confident in this one um, because I just don't I just don't know what to, what to think of this game. Hard. It's very hard. Uh, this one we won't have much time to well, – not a, a whole lot to discuss with. The Lions at the Bears. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I kind of like the Bears. I feel like the two-and-a-half points isn't enough. I mean, I know this – Detroit offense has been putting up points and their defense has been letting up points. Aside from last week, they played Aaron Rodgers really well. Um, but honestly, this uh, this offense we're seeing from Chicago has been electric. And I'm going to have us winning and covering. Um, I like 27-21 Chicago. I think we put up some points. We won by six. Um, obviously, we're going to let up a few scores just because our defense is not it. Um, but... I got 27-21 Chicago. I think we dub. I think we cover. And uh, fingers are crossed here. Yeah, I'm going to – I'm actually going to take the Bears in this one. I've been I've been picking against them on most of our games this year. But I got to tell you, I actually really like them this week against um, against uh, Detroit. Because mainly, one of the reasons why I like them over Detroit is because the, is because for a lot of reasons. Number one, historic Jared, Dan Campbell's record when go on the road as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. This is his record, Adam. Oh, 11 and one. Oh, 11 and one. Dan Campbell's record on the road this year. That Jared Goff has been abysmal on the road for Detroit. And the, the Detroit Lions, yes, they had a, a good defensive showing against a declining Aaron Rodgers. But if you really look at their total defense on the year out of the 32 teams in the league, they're the 32nd ranked defense and against the run, they are 31st. So they, I think this is a game where I do think the bears can utilize the run. I do think David Montgomery and Justin Fields are going to just run all over them. They can run over the dolphins last week. They certainly can do it over the Detroit lions this week. So I'm going to say that the Bears win this game in a pretty high-scoring game, but I have it 31-25 Chicago in this one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. I, I really like them this week. Justin Fields has something good going. They're in a good spot. I'm going to say they win that one. Uh, the next game on the list are the Jaguars at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, this one I, I got to be a bit of a blowout. I think this is going to be a game that's kind of a snooze fest. Um, but to be honest, we'll see. I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of games that I figured are going to be snooze fest, and yet, you know, teams come out and balling out. However, I don't necessarily see that happening. I got 33-20 Chiefs. They went by 13 cover. Um, I think the Jags put up a few scores, but at the end of the day, they won't be able to hang with the Chiefs offense. Uh, you think it's a snooze fest, says Adam Pearl. Um, I don't think we're going to be paying too much attention to this game, if you know what I mean. 
No, I don't know what you mean. I actually think this is going to be kind of an interesting game. I, I disagree with you on this one. I, I have the Jaguars covering the plus nine and a half, and I'm going to tell you why. Trevor Lawrence is in a good spot, and I'm just going to speak in fantasy numbers here. The, the Kansas City Chiefs allowed the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. So he's sort of on the low end QB one status for this week. And they, and I got to tell you the Chiefs secondary. Yes. They went up against Malik Willis and they were fine on that end, but the Chiefs secondary on the year, I was just looking at their um, stats, the Chiefs secondary out of the 32 teams in the league, they are the 25th against the pass. And this is a game where I think Christian Kirk can really utilize um, they can really utilize Christian Kirk. He's due for a big game. Um, I think they can, they can torch this um, kind of iffy Chiefs secondary. Uh, the Chiefs can stop the run pretty good. Uh, with Travis Etienne, it's been phenomenal. He's a top three rookie running back. Well, technically it's his second year in the league, but it feels like it's his rookie year. And you you were big on Travis Etienne. He was out, yeah. He was out all last year. He's basically basically a rookie. You you've been big on Travis Etienne before the beginning. No, I think he's legit. I I still do, and he's kind of showing it now. He's been unbelievable with James Robinson out of there. Um, he's he's a good back. They got him in the first round for a reason. They're gonna utilize him. They're gonna give him the touches, and um, he's great. He is great. He's been great all year for Jacksonville. Uh, now that he has the number one, that he's the RB1 for that team, he's been taking off. I think Kansas City still going to win this one, but I think it's going to be a close match. And I'm going to say they win at home in a high-scoring game. I'm going to say 34-28 to 28, Kansas City. I'm going to say the Jaguars cover the plus nine and a half. But um, I'm going to say the Chiefs win it. All right. The next game on the list, just pull us up here, is the Browns at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are three point three and a half point favorites at home. This is a tough. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I feel like the Browns could play him well on D. I still don't totally love their offense. Um, obviously, Nick Chubb's, yeah, I don't love their offense. Nick Chubb's great. Um, you got Amari Cooper. Fantasy. Oh, well, I know. I know he's on your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he is playing well. I, he's doing better than I thought, honestly, um, going into the season. So I'll give props to him. But this uh, this Miami defense or offense, excuse me, is terrific. Um, Tyreek Hill is in a world of his own. It's pretty obvious. He's got already over a thousand yards oh, yeah he, he, he he's he, he's close to getting the two thousand yards receiving he's he's on pace by far and yeah i mean they're they're winning games with two under quarterback as long as he's healthy and um i i got him winning i'm gonna i'm gonna say 30 to 24 um another kind of high scoring game i just think that these two teams could put up numbies and i got 30 24 miami dolphins are winning and they do cover 32 24. Uh, quick, yes, Tyreek Hill on the year. He, this is a stat so far, just a quick point of order regarding Tyreek Hill. He has 76 catches, 1,104 yards, and three touchdowns. And the season is, and we're at the midway point of the season. 
It's insane. It's like actually video game numbers. He's going to put up 2,000 yards. It's crazy. And something, you know, we've obviously never seen before. And um, if he does the 2,000 yards thing, like he'd be the fastest receiver ever to get that. And he, we should just give him the gold jacket. He should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Absolutely. Uh, now, the, getting back to this game, this is a this is a tough this is a tough call to make. Uh, I really I know the Browns have been hit and miss, mostly missed this year due to the fact that Deshaun Watson serving his suspension before he comes back to Week 13. Uh, the Browns need to hold it in before he comes back, and even if he does play, does come back, he's going to be very rusty at the start. So that's the thing that we have to consider. Now, getting to uh, this game, I was going back and forth thinking about who to pick in this one. I like both offenses a lot. and But I'm going to take the team that's at home. I'm going to say Miami wins, but the Browns cover by a half point. I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be kind of a shootout between these two teams – and you saw what the Bears were able to do against Miami. Uh, they were able to run the ball on them. And the thing is, though, the Bears didn't have a good defense, and the Dolphins were able to capitalize. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Oh, they're very, very, very weak secondary. So, in the end, I'm going to take the the Dolphins because I think they're going to be able to run the ball on the on the Browns. I think they could, even though the Browns have a good pass rush. I still think that they are going to be that Tua is going to with this quick release. He's going to find Tyreek, and I think this is a game where Jeff Wilson Jr. By the way, he's been, he played really well last week. He I did. think he came in and he looked like he was comfortable. He played well. That's what he does, and it's from and it's good that he's familiar with Mike McDaniel from San Francisco. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good for them, and I think he's like. They're sort of half and half between him and Mostert for the for the split carries, but Wilson looks really good. Really good for sure. So I'm going to take the Brown the Browns plus three and a half, but the Dolphins to cover. Gotcha. The next game on the list is the Texans at the Giants. The Giants are four and a half point favorites at home. Who you got in this one? This is this one's also a little bit up in the air for me because I think the Texans might be. No, I'm joking. I got the Giants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Texans are horrible. Uh, I got I got the Giants winning this game. Uh, it's four and a half points. It's kind of weird to me. I feel like I have been um, because it's probably the Damian Pierce thing because he was in the Brandon Cook situation. It yeah. had probably yeah. had to do with Brandon Cooks with his wrist injury but he doesn't want to be in Houston. And why would he want to be in Houston? He's too talented of a receiver to be in Houston. Right. No, it's for sure. Um, I got the Giants winning. I mean, I've Daniel Jones has played well this year. Saquon obviously is a beast. They don't have much going on um, on the receiving side of the ball, but in this game, I don't think it'll matter too much. Um, What's the over under 40 and a half. I was going to say a really low score. I have 21 17. So I guess I, do have the Texans covering now that I'm saying it out loud and looking at my pick. It is, give me 23, 17, 23. I'm switching it up. I'm giving myself two more points because I, I just don't like the Texans. I don't want to have them. 23, 17, 23, 17, uh, giants, 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 giants. 
Uh, this is actually, I, I wrote this on my blog from, um, that I've been writing on for this LA sports media column that I'll share a little bit later on, but I got to tell you, this was my lock of the week when I wrote about this and I don't know why it's four and a half. I think it's really free money here. I love, I don't like the giants. I love the New York giants for this week. I really do. They're coming off a bye. And this is a game where I think Saquon Barkley is going to literally wreak havoc on the on the Houston Texans defense that is 32nd in the league against the run. This is a game where he is going to have a very good game. And Daniel Jones, for that matter, he could do a lot of bootleg actions that he usually does, a lot of RPO, a lot of um RPOs. He's gonna work very well. And I really like the and I think the Giants defense. Other than Damian Pierce, I don't think they are a, that good of an offense at all, especially Brandon Cooks mentally is like not there. Be, he's kind of checked out. I don't I think the risk is maybe a PR thing where he doesn't want to be there and I don't blame him. And I look at the Houston Texans on offense besides their running game. Damian Pierce has been great, but in total offense, if um, in the league out of the 32 teams, they are the 25th ranked off uh, 25th ranked against the pass. And they are the, tw- they're the 30th ranked offense out of 32 teams. So I really, I'm not the biggest giants defense fan, but I think this is the defense. If you're stream looking for streamers, they could do very well for you over a really not so great offensive line. And I really like the giants for this week to cover. I'm going to say they win. 27 to 17, New York. Okay. I like it. I really, I I really like the Giants for this week. This is my lock of the week. I feel good about that one. The next game on the list are the Saints at the Steelers. The Steelers, this is essentially a pick'em. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's Steelers are plus one at home, but let's just call it a pick'em pretty much. It is a pick'em. And I don't know. I, I like the road team here. I like uh I like the Saints. Um I just feel like I haven't seen anything from Pittsburgh that really sticks out. Their receiving core has been abysmal with their lack of quarterback production. Najee Harris has been a shell of himself. So disappointing. Uh just so disappointing. I mean, granted, I have him in fantasy and I got that little extra attachment where I'm just hoping every week something comes and it's <laughs> it's not coming. Um I don't know. No. I, I like the Saints team. I think it's just official as of like this past week or something that Kamara is in fact off the hook for the season. Um, so he's playing all all games, no problem. Didn't really have a big game last week. Um, Chris Olave is one of those rookie receivers I do love. I think he's very, very talented. And um both were held kind of in check last week. Olave had a good game, like six for 70. That's definitely respectable. It's 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 not, but he didn't have a he didn't have that breakout Olave game like I thought he would have. Um, he didn't have a breakout game, but it was a good it was a good productive day for him. Yeah. Um, I got the Saints here. I just don't think the Steelers are good at all. Um, but it is it is gonna be a close game, relatively similar score as I had <clears throat> for last game. Uh, twenty three twenty. However, I got it a three point game. Saints win. Low scoring game, kind of ugly, bad offenses, but I think the Saints pull this one off. 23-20 Saints. Mm-hmm. Minus one. 
Uh, yes, I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints as well to win this one. I don't know why people think this, the Steelers can win, but I just don't see it. And yes, they're at home and they're coming off a bye and you play in the cold weather Pittsburgh. It's going to be some advantages, but Najee Harris has not been himself this year. Part of it was playing with a plate in his foot. And part of it is due to the lack of offensive line production and the quarterback situation. I'm not a Kenny Pickett fan at all. He has, he's a very inaccurate passer and I just don't, and he's and the saints defense has been a very underwhelming this year. I do think they can at least get after a very weak Steelers offensive line. And I think they could create some turnovers on Kenny Pickett. I really think they can hold them in check with the receivers with Deontay Johnson. They can hold them in check because of Marshawn Lattimore. And I really like the Saints defense. And I think they can run the ball on the Steelers who aren't so great of a defense right now. And I think this is Chris Olave. I think he's going to have a really good, nice game against the Steelers. I really do. Because last time I saw the Steelers, they let up almost four, almost a fourth touchdown to A.J. Brown two weeks ago. Last time we saw him, he had three, and he was just torching him the entire game. I think this is going to be a, a really good game for the Saints defense and for the offense. I'm going to say the Saints win this one. I'm going to go with 28-16 New Orleans. I don't know why. No, I'm with you there. I I think uh I think uh they're dubbing this game. Obviously, it could turn out to be a little bit of a bigger spread as you mentioned in your pick. Um, but I do think both these teams could kind of play each other well. Yeah, I I uh I definitely uh I definitely agree with that one. The next game on the list are the Broncos at the Titans. The Titans are two and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, this is one where I want the Titans to win, and I think they will. But I have a weird feeling that the Broncos could. Why do you want the Titans to win? I have Derrick Henry, and I know if they're winning, then Derrick Henry's having a good game. So, um, you know, I, I do think they're going to win. I have this one very close. Um, I have it a one-point game because I'm not sure who's going to win. I have 24-23 Titans. I feel like most of my picks have been relatively low scoring, but that's just how I'm seeing the board this week. Um, I guess the over-under is only 39 in this game, so that's a really low over-under. I got I got 24-23 Titans. I wouldn't be surprised if Broncos country comes out and rides, but – I do think that, uh, no, no. Let's not say that. That's stupid saying. It's <laughs> one of the stupid, most stupid sayings I've ever heard in my life. That like really Broncos country. Let's ride. It's a it's a weird one for sure, but I got a. Let's not I, ever say that again. That's one of the corniest lines that everyone's and that, that a person's ever created. Uh, that line is removed from my vocabulary. But Titans win 24-23. I think this could be a good game. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh. Did you hear that Lamar Jackson was leading the Ravens in high knees on the what on the flight home from New Orleans? Ravens flock, let's fly. Is that just did Justin Tucker say that? I think yes. Yeah, he's right. Justin Tucker. Now getting back to this game, I I think it's going to be a very close one. 
but I'm going to say the Titans cover by a half point at home because I really like, uh, I, I think that they're coming off a, a game, which they had the chiefs. They were holding their offense in check for most of the game up until when Mahomes went into God mode in the fourth quarter and in overtime to a lead to that Bucker field goal. I really like this uh, Titans defense a lot. And uh, Ross, yes, this, the Broncos got a little something going against Jacksonville in the end of that London game, which I'm not going to put that much stock into, to be honest with you. The Titans have a very good pass rush led by Jeffrey Simmons, and there's and they are going to get get up for this game when they go up against a primetime team like the Chief, primetime quarterback like Mahomes or Russell Wilson. You want to get up for these sort of games. And I looked at their defense uh, heading into this game. Uh, Tennessee is currently the 30th in the league. Uh, I, I saw them on their list. They still have a decent pass rush. And they're sort of a middle, and they're second in the league in stopping the run, which is going to help them out. And I think they can load the box up on the run game. And I do think they can have the pass rush to get after Russell Wilson, who at times can be, showed us flashes here and there but the other times it's been showing to be the most overpaid quarterback in nfl history for that matter mm-hmm. i think this is a game where the titans can stop run on the run on the broncos i think they i think if malik willis will make a few more key plays than russell wilson down the stretch in a in a pretty low scoring game and i'm going to say the titans win this one i'm going to say they win 20 to 17 Titans to cover and the under. 2017, you said? Yes. All right. The next game on the list are the Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are minus four and a half point favorites at home. Quick, quick note of order before we we start. We get into this pick. What is? Do you have any faith in Jeff Saturday as a head coach? No, I thought the whole (laughs) very, very interesting. Um, Especially when you got guys like John Fox and I'm pretty sure another former head coach in their current um, organization. So I thought I thought it was really odd. you know, he had an interview where he was saying, you know, you know, I know football and I know locker rooms and I know that I might not be great. And he kind of got me fired up. So I think he definitely knows how to lead a team. Um, however, it's I, I don't know how well he can really coach. So right now, I think he's kind of just there for motivation to be the leader and he'll have his OC and DC do all of the actual coaching work. Um it's interesting. It's interesting. I got him covering this week. I got him covering. Um, I got 27-23 is my score. I got Vegas winning. Colts cover. Um, I I don't know. I think it like I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I was listening to some people saying, like, oh, as soon as Saturday was hired and he was getting all the smack talk, and everyone's like, Why'd you do this? To immediately go hammer the Colts, because that's kind of just how things work. Um as far as betting goes and, you know, anything you think is going to happen is not. So I don't know. Um, it would be, it would be a cool story to see them do really well and all of a sudden kind of figure it out, but I don't think it's necessarily going to happen 
My pick is 27-23. Vegas, you know, hopefully we saw what happened last week with Devontae. Horrible second half. I think he only had one catch in the second half. But still, um, you know, they obviously let up a lead, and that's – you got to keep the ball in the hot hand. So um, it was uh, my pick. It was a weird hire, but I do have him covering 27-23 Vegas. Yeah, I got to tell you, I uh, kind of disagree with you on that one uh, uh, with the as far as the Colts covering. Uh, Jeff Saturday, I'm not going to question him as a player. He's one of the best centers ever. I mean, under Peyton Manning for all those years, he's an all-time great player, definitely deserves to be a Hall of, deserved to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the most accomplished offensive linemen in NFL history right now. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, but this is a PR hot, weird hire by Jim Ursay. And I just got to make a quick point of order on this one. I don't love the fact that they had to fire Frank Reich. And I saw their record. They went through so many different quarterbacks through Jacoby, through Jacoby Brissett, through Andrew Luck before uh, he retired. And he went with Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz and now Matt Ryan, who the Colts decided to make the trade because they thought he was a former because they were thinking, OK, he's a former MVP. They were thinking he is going to. You know, they were thinking he was going to be this next thing to get them over the top, potentially win the AFC South. And they thought, and they thought this move would be an upgrade over Carson Wentz, and and then they just benched him due to poor quarterback play. I'm not defending him; he has been bad, but it's not all his fault. The run game, but Jonathan Taylor has been, but he's been hurt, and even when he has been healthy, he has been a disappointment. Not a, it, some of it's on the O line; some of it is just he's just not healthy. And yes, he is going to play Sunday, but I don't know how effective he will be. In this case, um, especially, and I'm not the biggest defensive fan of the Las Vegas Raiders, but I do think they can get after a quarterback who has not been good. He's not a good quarterback, Sam Ellinger. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're thinking with benching Matt Ryan. I don't think it was all his fault at all, but Sam Ellinger really is not that guy. I know it's just two games in, but he hasn't shown it at all. I think this is a game where... I think it's definitely a fair statement to say Ellinger is probably not that guy. No, he is not. I think that this is a game where I think the rate the where it's gonna be, I think the Raiders are gonna have this one. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna take them in this game, but I'm not going to be totally confident in the Las Vegas Raiders because they have shown to be a total disappointment. The Probably the most disappointing team in the league this year, without question. Yes, they're dealing with injuries. Darren Waller's on the IR. Hunter Renfro's out. But even before that, they both were not, were shelves of, shell themselves. Mm-hmm. The offense is led by Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. And I think they are going to have a much, a little better of a showing. I do think the Raiders have their best defensive showing of the year. And I'm going to say they win 20. 24 23 Las Vegas, but I am not going to bet on them because 24 24 13 Las Vegas, 24 13. Yeah, 24 20, 24 13 Raiders. 
I think don't really love them. I try betting on them. I want to root for them just because of their offensive, their powerhouse offense on paper, and they have just not shown it. And their chances of making the playoffs are getting slimmer and slimmer by the minute. So I'm going to say Raiders minus four and a half. The next game on the list, it's the Cowboys at the Packers. The Packers are plus four at home. I got a stumping in this one. I think the Cowboys come out and rock them, um, even on the road too. And it's I, I think it's just time I stop giving Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the benefit of the doubt. Um, they're not really a good team. They're not. They're, they're just not. And at four and a half points, I feel like is cash. Um, I, I do like it. The Cowboys defense is menacing. And um, I think they put up points and I think they let up little points. I got 31-14 is my score. Um, I think it's a multi-score game. I think the Cowboys come out there and make a statement and prove that this Green Bay team is kind of trash. You said 30... 30- 31 17. 31 17. Cowboys. Cowboys minus four. Uh, I agree with you on this one. I have a slightly, a little bit of a higher score on the Cowboys front, but I agree. But I agree with you on this point. I think that this is the game where Aaron Rodgers and company gets absolutely blown out by the Dallas Cowboys. And I understand that the Dallas Cowboys, that the Green Bay Packers have had a history of dominating the Dallas Cowboys in the Aaron Rodgers era. Aaron Rodgers won two playoff games against them, both flukes. Let's call it how it is. Uh, They won their last three games against the Dallas Cowboys, against the Dallas Cowboys dating back to their playoff win and the two wins in between at Jerry world. And this one is at Lambeau. And I think this is a game where I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to go in. And I think they're going to stump them. I just don't see a way with the, the way here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers that really fucking pisses me off about him, Adam. He always has to blame others. He always says receivers are not doing their job. Well, what about you? You were the one, the receivers, it was not on the offensive line, the receivers that you threw it off the top of the Detroit lions helmet. It's his fault. And the doubt if you, if he's going to struggle, against the 32nd ranked defense in the league in the Detroit Lions. Should look in the mirror. Well, and then he is going to absolutely get smeared on by one of the best defensive fronts in the league in the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're going to get after the Green Bay Packers offensive line that's banged up. I think they're going to limit the run. Aaron Jones has been on a downhill spree lately. And I think this would do the lack of the receiving core, Christian Watson out. They don't have any other good number one receivers on that team. I like Romeo Dobbs, but he's not a number one receiver at all. You got carted out. Um, I think he's got an ankle injury. So I'm not sure what his status is for this week, but he definitely did not. Yeah, I'm just saying before. um, Al Lazard, I don't – he's okay, but he was supposed to be the number one receiver, but he hasn't really shown it this year. This is a game where the Cowboys are just going to go in, and I think they're going to get their monkey off their back from Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to blow them out. I'm going to say they win 34 to 34-15 Cowboys. I like it. This is going to be a blowout, and I'm excited to see it because you know how I feel about Rodgers. Yes, Rodgers. 
good, good. Very good. I got you. Uh, <laughs> oh, your lingo by now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've known me for like 18 years. <laughs> Should know my lingo by now. Uh, the next game on the list is we have, let me just pull this up right here. The next game on the list is an NFC West rivalry of last year's playoff game, the Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams are minus three at home. Now, let's do a quick note on this game in regards to Matthew Stafford's injury status because he, I'm sure you've heard he is dealing with a concussion. He is questionable for Sunday. And a quick note on the spread, the Arizona-LA Rams game, actually the spread moved up I think back to minus three and a half because of the Kyler Murray situation. So it's card. So it's Rams minus three and a half. And I, both quarterbacks are injury prone right now, but mm-hmm. assuming like all is goes well for both teams with as far as the quarterbacks. The yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to assume that who you got in this game, because I don't love, I don't love, I don't this love game. either team. I mean, either team is a big disappointment, and it's kind of hard to pick. I was going back and forth here. You know, I love Kyler, but it's I think it's over with this team. Um, I, I don't have too much faith here. Don't see him making the play. I'd say it's a waste of money that HBO is doing that in-season hard yeah. knocks. On I didn't them. watch that. Did you watch the first episode? I did not, but, I, you know, I did not. But I saw something where Buda Baker said, like, I'm tired of losing, and they keep losing. Yeah, they're they're kind of dog trash. Um, but for this game, it's a low over under two. It's only 40 and a half, which is interesting. Could be just a crappy game, but I feel like both these offenses know how to score. Um, they have the pieces around that can put up points. However, it just hasn't been clicking uh, either way. My score is 27-20 Rams. 27-20 Rams. Yeah. So they cover um, obviously a different story if Stafford's no good, um, but I got 27, 20 rounds. Uh, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't love either team and I'm not betting on the Los Angeles Rams. This is only just going to be my pick on this one. They've been the most, they've been up there with the Raiders as far as the most disappointing team in the league. And I think, got to tell you straight up, I think that the offensive line of, of the Rams has been a disappointment. And ever they went all in for that Super Bowl run. And what happened in the offseason? Von Miller left, and they thought they'd upgrade, they would at least replace him for Bobby Wagner. But Bobby Wagner is more of a run stopper. He's not the pass rusher that Von Miller is, still is at this day, at this stage of, of his career. And they drafted Tutu Atwell, who they thought would be a good pick. And he has not, he's not been that great for them this year. And other than Jalen Ram, you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. But the rest have been a disappointment, especially in the secondary. And their running game, I don't know what's up with them. They have not little to no run game whatsoever. Their Cooper Cup is the only reason they're somewhat marginally in all these games. It's because of Cooper Cup. And other than that, Allen Robinson's been a disappointment. I do think it was a mistake letting Robert Woods go and and just signing Ro- Allen Robinson instead. 
people thought it would be a good move, but because Matthew Stafford's injury with the elbow he had before the season, which you know about, it, he he didn't. It took a while for him to have anything with Allen Robinson, and they still don't have anything. And they're three and five right now. And as crazy as it may sound, Adam, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I mean, it's I not, not believe, that crazy. It's crazy that I'm saying it though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they just won the Super Bowl last year, and people at least expected. We both thought they'd be at least. There I say it. Yeah. I mean, not in the Super Bowl, but I thought they were going to be um, right up there. So just at least point. a contender. Yeah. I thought they would at least be a contender again, but I'm wrong on this one. This is a bad take on my part, and I should have seen it coming. The yeah. Cardinals are not, not are not that good either. They're, Kyler Murray's been hurt, and he's been a disappointment. Their run game, James Conner's been – yeah, very below average. They've been a little banged up too. They've been having a star like you know Benjamin, and it's been their change. defense. Their defense is key is okay. Their defense when they choose to play hard on defense and rush the passer, they are pretty good. They had a pick six over Geno Smith last week, so they're not a scrub defense. Yeah, they're capable. So I'm going to take the the Rams on this one. I'm going to say the Cardinals cover by a half point. And I think it's going to be a very low scoring game, but I'm going to take the Rams to win on a Matt Gay field goal, 20 to 17 Cardinals covered by a half point Rams win. I like it. I don't like it. I'm not betting on this game. I don't even, I don't have any fantasy players in this game, thankfully, but, but I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals to cover in this one. The next game on the list is the Sunday night game, the battle of two California teams, Southern California versus Northern California. The oh, Niners. Yeah. What was that? Excuse me. I thought we missed a game, but you're right. It's the Niners Chargers Sunday night game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, who you got in this one? The char- The Niners are favored by seven at home. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a lot of points. Um, but then again, my final score is only one point off. So um, I have 30 to 24. It's uh, a lot of points, but that is my gut feeling. So that's what I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, 30, 24, 49ers. I don't know if the Niners can play. That's my pick. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to turn back. Um, it is a lot of points. I don't know if that's totally going to happen there. However, I do think the 49ers win. I do think the Chargers cover. I think seven and a half is kind of a lot of points. Obviously, the Chargers are super banged up on the offensive end, especially with their playmakers, Keenan out, uh, Mike Williams out, Gerald Everett, I think, is playing Eckler's in. So right now, the wide receiver one's Josh Palmer, who yeah, had a great did, game. He did have a good game last week. But um, still, I feel like you kind of need a little more weapons out there in order to win. And this is a good 49ers defense. Um, so uh, I got 49ers winning. I think seven and a half is a lot of points. And um. 30 to 24 is my score. I don't know if it's that it's going to be that high scoring, but um, we'll see. So you have the Chargers covering. Yeah, Chargers cover, uh, Niners win. The LA Chargers are still in the hunt to at least be in the playoffs. But I got to tell you, I'm very on the fence with them as far as my confidence level. Be It's not so much 
we did we thought this team would at least be an AFC contender. And unlike the Rams, who've just been a disappointment, Chargers have been just injury prone. But they're still like six and three. They still are they if the playoffs started today, they would be in it. They did their defense did come up with big stops last week. You saw that Keenan Allen takeaway. They are and Austin Ackler is starting to play, is been probably the best fantasy running back this year. I mean, he really cares about fantasy football. If you listen to his podcast, he really cares about fantasy, which I think I really like how players are self-aware in that way. I didn't know that. I don't know. He's very aware that he's balling out. He, he said on a podcast that if there's one flex finder, you should get it. It would be Josh Palmer. Oh, really? I respect that. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot of respect for Austin Eckler, and I like him a lot. But I this team in general – I got to tell you, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are banged up and they are barely clinging on to these games while the 49ers coming off that amazing win against the Rams, they're feeling good about themselves. They are a juggernaut offense led by and with their new gadget, Christian McCaffrey, who could run, who can receive and who can run and who could throw. He's been very good. And Debo Samuel is back in the swing of things. And they have, and George, and they have George Kittle. Their offense is looking very good. The Los Angeles Chargers up front are not that are have been very depleted. I don't. It's not a question of their talent. They've just been very lackadaisical. And I think this is a game where Christian McCaffrey could have another really good game. They're the Los Angeles Chargers are 29th in the league against the run, and against the pass. This they're a good pass rush where I think they could at least get pressure on Jimmy G. And I think they could limit, limit, they could limit some plays down the field, but I think that the Niners are too explosive to have an offense. And I think their defense is playing what great at the right time. And the Chargers offensive lines banged up Herbert's dealing with a rib injury and they're receiving core. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen is they're out right now. I'm going to say the the 49ers win and I'm going to say they win 31 to 20 San Francisco minus seven. I like it. 31, 20. The next game on the list, it's going to be the Monday night game between the commanders at the Eagles. The Eagles are 11 point favorites at home. I, I don't love that to be honest with you. 11 point favorites. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I'm kind of big on this Eagles team, man. I'm, I'm big on them too. I, AJ Brown's on my team this year, and he's yeah, been he's been unbelievable. Dallas Goddard's been playing really well too. Dallas Goddard's been playing great. Jalen Hurts has been playing very well. Jalen Hurts has been unreal. Um, I'm gonna have him cover. I got 27-13. Um, I don't think the Commanders put up much points. I think the Eagles do, you know, just enough to get. Kind of, it's. I think it could be light work for the Eagles this week. Um, the Commanders four and five, honestly, better than probably what I was expecting at first. Taylor Heineke, Heineke. Taylor Heineke almost pulled out a dub last week too. Um, but Minnesota has been playing very well, and you know, uh, it's not surprising they ended up dubbing that game. But um, I got the Eagles winning at twenty-seven thirteen. They've been rolling. They keep it rolling. Interdivision matchup, and uh, they get the better side. Uh, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going to take the, um, Philadelphia Eagles to win. 
but I think it's going to be, I think the Washington commanders can cover. Uh, I really do. The Eagles have been great on, on both fronts this year. I mean, people want to say that they're overrated, but I don't think they are. I think they're playing who's ever on their schedule and they're not screwing around. They're the number three offense in the league, Adam. And Jalen Hurts has been an MVP, probably the MVP favorite right now because of Josh Allen's injury and their run game. I think this is a game where Miles Sanders is going to have a really good game against a pretty disappointing Washington commanders defense uh, this year, to say the least. And I think because the Washington commanders as a team are middle of the pack, as far as receiving yards go. And I think this is a game where AJ Brown, Devonta Smith are once again, going to deplete, going to take over the secondary and dominate. I think the Washington, I think Heineke, when you have him on your team, you're going to be in every game. That's my mindset. I think he'll be in every game with Taylor Heineke. And I think they're going to make this a close one. And I think the Eagles are going to, are going to win this one kind of a high scoring game, but 27, 20 Philly. 27, 20. But I do think that the Eagles, that the commanders will make it close. For sure. That is it for our week 10 picks brought to you by brain fuel. Adam, thank you again for uh, joining the pod. My pleasure, Matt. You know, it's always a good time. We'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I feel like I'm not as confident with my picks this week as I have been in the latter weeks, but um, I think that also might help me because whenever I'm confident, it seems to go the other way. So we'll see. Um, always a good time. Glad we got this out and um, thanks for having me. Thank you again. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. Hope you have a great day and bet responsibly. Go get them.